Ask the Podcast Coach for May 20th, 2017. It's showtime. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is, that up-tempo music that hopefully wakes you up as you're wolfing down your Captain Crunch. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. Today, we're going to be talking about, are you overthinking your podcast? There are some things that you just got to do. We're talking a little Facebook ads. We'll be talking about, if I buy a gold medal, does it make me a gold medalist? And uh, here to help me uh, pound through this stuff is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. How's it going, Jim? Good morning, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. That might be my favorite line ever that you just said. If you buy a gold medal, does that make you a gold medalist? Uh, I like that. Well, check this out. We're at at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to join in, it's askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And this was on Quora. Quora is Q-U-O-R-A. I've been over there answering questions uh, off and on. And somebody asked this question. I am thinking about launching a podcast. I don't want any paid sponsors. I want to use it to boost it in the rankings. I have a company and I want potential customers to find and listen to the podcast. So he just wants up in the rankings because, gosh, if, I, if I'm in the top 20 of iTunes, manna will fall from heaven and uh, life will be good. So I emailed him back and I said, I want to be an Olympic gold medalist. Does anyone know where I can buy a gold medal? <laughs> you know, I said, even if I could buy a medal, it doesn't make me an athlete. And I just put, there are no shortcuts. There are, there is no golden ticket. There are no magic beans. Quit wasting time looking for these things and get going on making good content. Quit obsessing over your stats and start obsessing over value in your content. Start obsessing over your audience. Um, The podcast lore, which by the way, is now going to be a TV show along with um, the startup show now has a a preview out on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, and the guy from it said, I didn't build an audience. He goes, that's the secret that nobody wants to hear. Uh, there's no trick in the book you can use to grow your audience other than make a really good show. So, like, if you ask him, like, well, are you using Twitter or you did a face? And it's like, no, I just made a good show. And then people talked about it, apparently. And, and all those things will happen, the Twitter and the Facebook, yeah. if you've got great content and you're connecting with people. You know, this is this is what we did at Gallup, right? We have these crazy strengths finding customers. And they love what we do. And we just try to get, I just try to get out and create a great program that people like. And by the way, the first couple were terrible, but you have to do them to get through them. That's right. And then uh, we just, I, one, one audience member at a time. I, I just, Dave, it was crazy. Yesterday, someone was asking for something and I said, hey, we got a whole playlist of this on YouTube that's been there for two years. And they're like, oh, this is new to me. So you have to constantly be reminding your audience as well, the, you know, of what you do and why you're doing it and where stuff is at. And we create so much of that content that they have a hard time keeping up. And, yeah. and, uh, and so you have to constantly be reminding them. I think if you're going to spend time on any system, it's building a system to make sure that people are aware of how to find you on Twitter, where to go to the Facebook group. Not blast them every single time, but this kind of rotating through your you know, your social links, it's, it's hard, but you gotta, um, just, but you gotta make great content first. Well, that's it. I said, if you're getting into podcasting to make a quick buck, uh, let me point you to the door. Uh, monetizing your podcast means you monetize your audience. Step one of that is build an audience and that takes time, effort, talent, and probably a little luck. 
The first question isn't how do I make money? The first question is how do I, you know, be good? How do I hold an audience? How do I get them to come back? Um, if you were to raise your rankings and for the record rankings in iTunes doesn't mean Jack see new and noteworthy info promoting a show that isn't good. will only let the world know quicker that you need to go back to the drawing board. Uh, there have been tons of movies that have have huge marketing budgets with the happy meal toys ready to go, except everyone who came out of the theater told their friends not to go. So getting the word out about a not ready for primetime show is a waste of your money. So if you're going to go buy downloads, you're wasting your money. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have I was looking forward to seeing the Amy Schumer uh, movie with Goldie Hawn called Snatched, mm-hmm. and man, is it getting horrible reviews. And yeah. I wouldn't and I wouldn't saw the Tom uh, I want to say Tom Cruise Tom Hanks movie The Circle, and I, it was very meh in my opinion. And I went and looked at the reviews, and the reviews are you know it's, it's getting. I always use that Rotten Tomatoes thing, mm-hmm. and that's pretty accurate. I have found. And uh, so, yeah. Think about John Carter, that movie, John Carter from Disney. They put triple the, I mean, they, that may have been the biggest marketing where they put all the right stuff in place. It was a great story. It should have been really good. It was a terrible movie. The, the, the recent, uh, the most recent Independence Day relived or revisited or revomited one of those. (laughs) I watched that, Dave. It looked like it had been put together by a four-year-old. I mean, it was like wow, this is really bad. And so, yeah. And then Dave, I mean, I know this sounds bad, but not everybody's going to do this thing. Like we don't all have the necessarily talent to be, we were talking about this in pre-show. Not everybody has the talent to be the superstar or to have this big audience. You may not reach those people, but you got to try. You'll never know until you try, but you know, you just, it, you may not have the right timing. You may not have the right influence. You know, when we think of these big influencers, the Hyatt's and the Ravenscrafts and the, these other guys. One, they work super hard at it, but two, they found a way to break out beyond their circles and, uh, and, and, and start getting more than just their friends and family. And that's a really hard thing to do is to get people to follow you for those, for those kinds of things. And by the way, when they start following you, you better be ready to start serving them because they're going to ask you, I cannot imagine how many questions Hyatt and Ravenscraft and, and those kind of guys, um, I can't imagine their email or their inbox or their just how many questions, you know, what's the right microphone or how do I grow my audience? Can you imagine how many questions Michael Hyatt gets just on those alone? Right. And I know, you know Pat Flynn has a uh, Flynn of the assistant one. that reads his email. Yeah. 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 And then, and it, yeah. You know, he, he answers it, but it's kind of, it gets filtered through all those ones that have been answered that you can point to a website and you go here, Pat answered this here and here. Uh, they do that as well. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that, Kristoff, uh, oh man, we're just going to call him Kristoff. Uh, has anyone ever had their guest not share the episode they were on? Personally, oh, yeah. it seems a little rude, but wondering if it's a common occurrence. And that answer is, uh, yeah. And some of it I don't even expect. Um, when I had Natalie Ekdahl from the Biz Chicks, and I basically kind of did a This Is Your Life uh, because she had just done uh, three years of podcasting. And my favorite thing about her story, she did this one thing where she launched something and it just went nowhere. Like nobody signed up. And I was like, oh, that, that is, in my opinion, gold. That's a cool story there. And how did you handle that? Well, for her to share that story to her audience, they know her story. They've been, they've been there the whole three years. So I don't expect her to uh, to share that. And maybe I'm naive 
if I get Michael Hyatt to share one tweet of mine, I really don't think that would do that much for my numbers. Maybe I'm, because to me, I don't know what, I wish I knew the average life of a tweet, but I, to me, I just think it's, it comes in, it goes out, and I'm going to say maybe a minute, minute and a half before, because I know when I look at my Twitter stream, it's just nuts, you know, and I have a couple lists that I actually do look at, but maybe I, I'm naive and I don't think a tweet, you know, because I know there are a lot of tweets that have made big differences in people's lives or they, but that's usually a direct tweet. Mm-hmm. The direct tweets, not just a throw down in the feed kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the norm. And that's where I always use my whole, and I, I answered this guy I said, if you're upset about this because you're, the goal of the guest was they have a lot of followers. And if I can just get this person to tweet my stuff, manna from heaven, gold from, you know, uh, like that's not why you should be picking your guests. It's the whole, you know, it's not the, not the size of the guest that brings value. It's the value that the guest yeah. brings that makes the size of the guest. So you don't, you don't want to be tricking people into listening. You, you know, that's not the, it's just not, you want that moment where people really connect to you, right? They hear you, they hear something you've said, they they like we were just talking in pre-show too, Dave, about a listener who, when he first started listening to Ask the Podcast Coach, they're like, "Who's this Jim guy, and why is he talking so much?" Like, yeah. You know, and and consistency over time, and and uh, you know, having content that that um, people want to listen to, and I, I think that's another step in the process is staying around a while, like yeah. being consistent. And, and coming on and being consistent in the, to become, you say this all the time, of being that consistent voice in people's ears every single week. It's what's the right time to release your podcast? The time, the same time every week that people listen to it. And yeah. so that if they want to get it predictable. And, you know, I, we know we listen to your show on Monday mornings because you always release that Sunday with a few exceptions. But yeah, unless my internet has gone down. No, right on, right on. Last I mean, it, week. Happens. it happens. <laughs> it ha- uh, to be honest, though, it wasn't in my feed this morning or uh, Monday morning, and I went and listened to something else. Yeah. So it does, right? And then, then it's harder for me to get back to. I did get back to it. I think Tuesday afternoon or so yeah. I got to it, but it's harder to get back to it once you get out of that rhythm. So I think that rhythm becomes really, really um, important. I think you guys were talking about this on one of the podcasters' roundtables that. That it's it's just that consistency and that rhythm that keeps people involved, and so the weekly episodes seem to be the best if you're going to do this. It seems to keep the, pe- the people most people can listen to it on that weekly frequency, and then the same time every week. Yeah, if you can, and and the key to that is a key, uh, you know, a consistent schedule and consistent value. Mm-hmm. It's not just enough to go. Well, hey, it's Thursday, and here's your show. Yeah, um, but if you've produced ten shows and you produce one that suck, yeah. uh, they'll forgive <laughs> yeah. you. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not unless you're crazy or you fly off the handle or, you know, some of those kind of where you offend people, you know, you got 10 great shows and then you come in there and you offend everybody. Well, you're probably going to lose a few listeners Maybe <laughs> a few. at that point, but they're going to forgive you, Dave. Right. I think audiences are very forgiving. They're going to forgive one bad show. Yeah, that's OK. We'll, we'll come back around to it again. I, there's been times on uh, school podcasting. I started listening and eh, I don't know. I don't want to listen to this topic again. I heard it Saturday or Right. Or whatever. And I 30 second through it till we get, you know, till we get to the next topic. That happens, right? The, your listeners. I do, that, I do that with a lot of shows. I'll see the topic and I go, mm, I kind of know this and I'll start to listen. If I'm really not hearing anything new, I do the 30 second, 30 second. And I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not skipping it. I'm just like making sure I'm not missing anything. All right on. Um, Daniel in the chat room from the audacity to podcast.com says, I started listening to hardcore history. That's one that I've like, 
I'm ready to pull the trigger on. And now that Daniel has said this, I probably will. He says, and boy, is it good. I told three guys about it last night. That's three guys who don't subscribe to podcasts. That's what makes your audience grow by giving things to people. Oh, you should listen to this. And uh, see, this is, we were talking about this in pre-show. Did I talk here about Jimmy Fallon talking about S-Town on the show? Mm, I don't think so, but say it again. Well, the guy from S-Town was on the Tonight Show. How cool is that? And Jimmy Fallon, first of all, uses Overcast. And at the beginning of it, it's it's a bummer because he doesn't do this in the segment where the guy from S-Town is being interviewed. He did it, which is always kind of weird. I, I've noticed this, this. This is something I now fast forward through. At the beginning of the show, they announce the guests. Then Jimmy comes out and tells, you know, who's, you know, he tells his uh, uh, Trump jokes. And then he comes over to the desk and he says who's on the show again. I'm like, you just did that like five minutes ago. Um, but he goes to talk about S-Town. And he goes, do you listen to S-Town? Oh man, is it good? He's like, I, I get into it. And he goes, I can't, I can't talk about it because there's spoilers. He goes, but man, he goes, you got the overcast. And, and uh, Higgins is like, no, I just, I listen to podcasts. I just, it just says podcast. So it's funny listening to people that aren't knee deep into podcasting, talk yeah. about podcasting. And yeah. he's like, oh man, it's like, and then he's like, quest love. You listen. Oh man, you gotta, you gotta check it out. And I'm like, that's what you gotta do. You gotta create content that gets people going. Have you heard this yet? You gotta check it out. You, and, you think uh, town's paying for that? Uh, you have to, you have to wonder, right? Is that genuine? I mean, yeah, that's a good question. It seemed pretty genuine. Okay. Um, but, but how great of an idea for promotion, right? Yeah. To, to get that kind of non, it looks non solicited. Is he doing it often or was it just one time? It was just the one time. Okay. Yeah. It was just, I've heard him talk about overcast before. He has talked about podcasts on occasion yeah. when he's not doing the fake podcast, you know, kind of thing. But I always wonder how much he gets paid to have that Apple laptop sitting on his desk mm-hmm. with the logo. That he never uses. Yeah, yes. it's not even on. <laughs> no, and I, that's always funny because he'll turn and goes, "Oh, let me hit this," and you know, pretend, and you know, it's somebody up in the booth playing a song. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing on there. Yeah, yeah, but but you wonder, like, and and I guess this speaks to this idea of this cross promotion and some of the things that podcasters try to do. Where a paying, what, what does it to, you know, what for, for a guy like Fallon in a show like S-Town, uh, you know, what's the value of having him mention that, whether it's paid for or not, that's got to be fairly high. I mean, that's now you, you wonder with that audience, how many of those, and you just asked this question, how many go, how, how much does it spike where they listen to it one time and then like, uh, okay, this yeah. wasn't great, right? So you never know. Although that guy does a really good job of creating kind of a cliffhanger so that you have to listen to the next episode. You also found out that it took him three years, three years to make seven episodes. And there was like a staff of 20 and I'm like, that's why these things are uh, pretty good. Um, So uh, we did have a question that uh, I get this one a lot at Libsyn and it's about ID three tags. We've talked about these a little bit, but uh the person asks here and I didn't, oh, I did William Campbell says I've switched to doing a custom image with a guest photo for each new episode. But it seems to me that on almost all the players that I play the episode, the generic meaning the show, not the episode image shows up. Is there any way to make individual show images show up consistently? And the answer is no, not really. Uh, it all depends on the app. Like overcast will, will show the, the image in the ID three tag. But Pocket Cat, the podcast app won't. I'm not sure if any other, if you download it to Windows Media Player. But really, it's easier to just say, especially in the iTunes world, the image 
that you, especially if you're using Libsyn and you upload a, a thumbnail there, that really makes it look like it's going to show up. Um, even that image will not be used by uh, iTunes. It will show up in the iTunes search. So when you search for Jim Cullison and there's all those episodes and you have these little itty bitty squares next to each episode, that will be populated. And then if you're using the the Libsyn player, it'll show up in the custom. And to me, I always want to just put, so basically it's worth, it's not worthless, but it's pretty close to worthless. So I don't really, me personally, I don't worry about it anymore unless I'm really, it looks cool if you're using the Libsyn podcast page because it shows up there, but it's not really uh, something I think I would uh, lose a whole lot of sleep over at uh, at this point. I really it doesn't would. take, it doesn't take that long to put that stuff in. No, that's the other thing too. And so, you know, if you want to do it, I, I think just do it. I mean, if you want to, you know, we've talked about uh, editors and you can use iTunes if you want, but and there's certain things I like, you know, I like to make sure there's copyright information in there. Uh, you know, I like the little description, some links back to the site, just in case somebody sees it. I think that's a, that's a courtesy to the listener. If that file is going to get moved on outside of the environment, if that MP3 is going to find its way. Uh, by the way, lots of conversations these days about whether MP3 should be the final format, right, for our podcast. But well, go if you ahead. Heard about, have you heard about that? Fraunhofer is, I'm not quite sure I didn't read the article but somehow they're doing something with the is it copyright is it well no the tra- so the tra- the, uh, the the patent no patent, the patent that's it. on the Thank mp3 you. is expired which just means you can now uh, use the front it's op- it's out in the open right and they're they're choosing not to they're going to let it go right they're not going to do anything further with it so in some sense other companies could start picking up this fraunhofer you know encoder and start putting it in their software uh, to make it, you know, and they don't have to pay licensing fees on it anymore. I, But that led to this conversation, this big conversation, like, why is podcasting the only media industry still using MP3? I mean, 1992 is when the MP3 codec was, was first released. And there hasn't been, Dave, there hasn't really been very many changes to MP3 through that time. And there are better, more efficient codecs. Now, okay, let's see, you know, a mega minute, uh, for most encoding on MP3, depending upon how you set it up, let's just—I know that's a big why. There's it's more technical than that, but let's just say for most people, a mega minute. I don't know if you need to be that much more efficient, but there are other codecs that are better that would work that are supported by podcast players. Um, that that may you know that might um, be something we should consider switching to. How realistic, Holly? If all of a sudden we said hey, let's switch to a different file extension. Would that not throw the non-technical podcasters into just a conundrum of confusion and chaos? Imagine that. We all know MP3. No, no, do it differently. Yeah. Now we're going to do Og Vorbis, which the guy from Hindenburg wants everybody to go to Og Vorbis because it's open source and blah, blah, blah. And it sounds better and the files are smaller. And I'm like, I'm all for that. But uh, I have fun getting, you know, 30 million people <laughs> to change all their stuff that would be uh, kind of wild to uh, to do. But yeah, I heard that because people have been writing in. Do we have to change our file? I'm like, oh, it's it's so early in the game. I doubt that. You know, to me, I I think we'll just keep using it. Why not? It's like the good news is now you don't have to pay for it. Apparently, right or or something. I don't know. But I, it to me, it's such a big boat to turn. I don't see it changing a, a whole lot in it. Uh, Emily in the chat room says she went and saw office Christmas party this week. And there were two, not one, but two references to podcast, not specific podcast, but podcast in general, 
no explanation, and both references were part of jokes, but it was cool to hear podcasts um, referred to, even if the movie wasn't that great. I was wondering about that. I'm a big Jennifer Aniston fan um, from Friends. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's a new – well, the the startup, you know, startup with Alex Bloomberg and, and uh, Gimlet Media and all that, that is now going to be a TV show called Alex Incorporated on uh, ABC. And if you go to YouTube and probably type in Alex Incorporated, there is a uh, a trailer out for that, and it's the guy from Scrubs. And from what I understand, the guy from Scrubs is like he's the producer, he's the director, he's the actor. He's kind of doing a Stallone and Rocky, where he's all of the above. And it looks cute, and it's kind of fun because if you've listened to Startup, you know, shall we put in air quotes, the official story that Gimlet put out. And it's interesting because uh, you remember, if you haven't listened to that, he goes to uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Chris Saka is that his name? The the big angel financer, and uh, he just blows it. He, he gets this big shot in front of this financer and can't explain what the heck he does. And so they show that scene, and it's actually the guy, uh, Chris Saka, because he's been on Shark Tank now. And so, so that's going to be be interesting to see but if nothing else this will get more people going what what the heck is a podcast somebody tell me what this is i need to go listen to one i'm i'm doing a uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this i'm doing a presentation in june to a local business group here in uh, canton ohio and they gave me two hours and i'm like ooh, let's 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 get down and so in the middle of it i'm just going to have say how many of you have a smartphone and i'm going to show them how to subscribe to a podcast and if I'm feeling kind of snarky, I might have them subscribe to my show because that should, you know, and then see what it did with my rankings, right? <laughs> so You might make new and noteworthy days. I might make new and noteworthy after shot. 12 years, yeah. That's your shot. So, uh, but that'll be interesting that, um, uh, number one, it'll be interesting to see if it flies because it's one of those where it should because it's a cool story. But, I mean, I, they just had a thing a couple weeks ago, like, with the, I, I guess, I don't know if the fall season is over or the summer, whatever. There were a lot of shows that got whacked. And some of them were planned whackings because they'd been on the air forever. But there were a bunch that uh, uh, were not. Um, so Spencer has a question here. Uh, I handed one, one, but Hold on. There's one oh, before him. Okay. Mason Craig had asked some uh, some tips. He, he, had been, he came over from the YouTube live channel and it asked the question about some he's thinking about doing a live show for podcast you know his, he's going to take his pod his uh, podcast and do it live to begin with some basic tips dave so as we think about i, I mean i think live's going doing live first is hard yeah. although i think once you get live down the, the other stuff comes pretty easy but uh, as we think about some tips for some new podcasters and they're thinking about creating a live show and i'd have to seriously ask the question why live it's way yeah. harder to do it live first, but, but so Mason, maybe you can, um, you can tell us why live, but a few tips maybe for beginners going live. Well, for me, I usually point people now that we've gone through the blab. Um, I can't even remember. Fire talk. Fire talk. I finally canceled my fire talk. Yeah. Uh, Uber conference. We've gone through all these different things. I just point people to Google hangouts because it's still here. Number one, it's both video and audio. Um, nothing wrong with Spreaker or Mixler, but I'm like, eh, you know, if you're going to be, especially if you're going to be connecting to a guest, you can't really do that with Mixler or Spreaker. Now you can via Skype and, you know, these all have an asterisk. 
So I usually just point people to Google Hangouts because there are days like today uh, where I missed the first minute and a half because I forgot to press record on the recording. So I'll be pulling that from either um, Mixler or, or the Google Hangout, one of the two. Uh, Jim, what would you say in terms of tools? Yeah, no, I'm a big Hangouts fan. So, you know, for me, I think that's the easiest for new podcasters. I think Hangouts are the easiest way to go first. Uh, Mason says uh, live because it's easier setup for me. Well, I'm not so sure that a live setup and a recorded setup are are, are all that different. Uh, we probably don't have time to dig in on your individual setup unless you want to unless you want to call in with us. So, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join if you want to join us. But, um, I, you know, I think live takes a lot more practice. I think you are um, you 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 well. Here's a perfect example. So this week I did a live show with the podcaster. He recorded it live. Let's just put it that way. He had a chat room and stuff. It was a second one, Dave. Second. And he wow. was four, he's 14. Ooh. He wanted to ask me some questions about should, you know, teenagers get involved in technology stuff beyond gaming. And of course that's my sweet spot. Oh yeah. At work. So we had a great conversation, but, but it was, uh, you know, it was not the smoothest experience. Zachary, if you're listening to this, sorry about that. But he, he, I, and I told him afterwards, I gave him some advice afterwards. It takes time to figure out the cadence of live. And Dave, you, you admitted oh, a couple of weeks ago on here on the show, remember all the distractions of the chat room, you know, for you when you first, when we first started doing this live, you're tempted to answer the chat room in real time. And so you'll be talking about, you know, blue and this is blue and that's blue. And then you look at the chat room and you go, but now I want to talk about red right in the middle of yeah. the conversation about blue. Right. And so you have to learn to kind of read the chat room, but then kind of hold it and then keep going and doing what you're talking about. So I think live is way harder. I think it takes a lot more practice. And, uh, and so if I was going to start with live, I would, you know, I would kind of wait and see, um, I would kind of practice first. So it looks like he took our offer up and he it jumped is. in. How's it going, buddy? Hey. How are you? Did you have, are you Mason? Are you Mason Smith? Is that who you are? Yeah. And so you're, you're thinking about starting a podcast and you're thinking about going live and you look pretty young. Who's ready? <laughs> and yeah. you may not have a shirt on. Probably not because it's 9.57 and also it's Saturday, so I sleep in. Nice. Ah, good for you. Sleep nice. is good. So what kind of podcast are you thinking of starting? Just a, just a podcast. I already did two little, like, streams already. It's a little weird. Um, It's in a... I already did two just to test it out for a bit, but I was looking for other podcasts and then I came across this and yeah. Yeah. Mesa, do you, do you have like, you know, when you do a live show, like right now you got people coming in talking to you and distracting you, that kind of thing. When you do a live show, do you have the ability to have a distraction free kind of environment where people aren't going to be walking in on you? Well, I don't really let people, um, join at all it's just me talk and then interact in the comments with people oh well that's the easy way to do it because when you had a on one hand when it's just you that's a lot of you to just keep talking and to hold people's attention and th that's the fun part is how do you keep talking like right now i'm talking to you 
but I'm over looking at the chat room and now I'm looking to see what maybe the next question would be if I wanted to cover one, but at the same time, I'm still talking. So you have to kind of multitask and that can take a little bit of practice to get, to get going. In fact, I, now I can't find uh, where the chat room is. There it is. The chat room's back there. So there's a lot of like going on behind the scenes. And, uh, but yeah, if you want to, you can do it in a, a Google hangout and then download the, the video file. And there's a free program called Audacity that you could uh, go in and just strip out the audio and then throw that on your media host and, and go to town. Well, one second, guys. I need to plug in my computer because it, the battery on it sucks. Oh, that's fun. Well, there you go. That, that, there's lesson number one for live. Is, yeah. uh Dave, I've had, you know, we've done live interviews at work. So these are, you know, we, we, there's that meme going on right now, that guy that was doing the interview and then his kid walked in, yeah. which by the way, I don't think it's the end of the world. No, uh, I don't either. Everybody made a big deal about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know how many interviews I've done where a cat's walked in or a person's walked in or whatever, you know, from, from that standpoint. But, um, you know, it, it, it's gonna, it, distractions are going to happen and we've had batteries go like right in the middle of the interview, poop, they're gone. And uh, you just have to keep going. You know, that's one of those kinds of things that if the battery dies, um, you got to keep going. So, so Mason, you're, tell us, tell me what you think you do in a podcast. I mean, what would be the topic? What would you do? And why what are you doing I would, I, I, what, what I usually do is I sit before the actual stream and make up stuff to talk about. I I jot stuff down on a piece of paper if I need to, and during the stream I have the piece of paper in my hand of tops to talk about, and then the chat, if I run out of that, the chat will pop up more topics. Yeah, and wh- why do you want a podcast? Why, why create a podcast? You could just do this and do it, but a podcast assumes you're going to put it in an RSS feed and people can download it and listen to it on a fairly regular basis of sort, why a podcast for you? Uh, why a podcast for me is because I experimented a long time ago. I made my channel on YouTube. Hey, hmm? You don't shut up. <laughs> I'm really frustrated. So, so lesson, lesson number two, go ahead and drop it. Dave. It sounds like he may get in a battle there. Um, Lesson number two in podcasting: Make sure that your 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 roommate is not no. trying to sleep while you're podcasting. You know what I love, Dave? I, we're not laughing at Mason. It's just the situation. I love. I'm hearing more and more young folks. Yeah. I don't. What Mason say was 14, 13, 14, something like that. Um, they're starting to think about this, and and I hear all the time. Oh, the kids aren't listening to podcasts. It's like I hear that now. The kids don't. They, kids, this is podcasting's for old people. Well. I'm not so sure. You know, it's great to see a guy, a kid like Mason try and crank it out. I've heard two parents, Corey Finneran, I think said it. And I know Jess, uh, Jessica, uh, Elsie, where their kids are like, what are you guys doing? We're playing podcasting. Like cowboys and Indians, you know, kind of thing. What are you doing? I'm playing podcasting and they're yeah. talking into a brush or who knows what. Uh, but um, yeah, well, we, had inter- a, we had a question from Spencer before oh, yeah. I interrupted you. Sorry about that. Um, Oh, yeah. He says, uh, I handed one of my business cards to someone I thought uh, might like it. I got, what's a podcast? Welcome welcome to 2006. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I'm thinking I could put a brief tutorial on the back of the card. What's a podcast? Uh, what's a podcast? How do I listen, et cetera? I'm stuck on the bumper sticker description. 
Oh, that's this. How do you describe what a podcast? Well, don't is? use the word RSS for God's sakes. Do yeah. not go down that route. Right. I mean, I think if you're going to put it on the back of your card, you need, it needs to be very much in plain English. And, you know, uh, we, we've argued about this. Do you call it audio on demand? Uh, do you call it, you know, what, what kind of things do you call it to get the average person? Um, we call it a Gallup. We call it their professional development. We don't, like, hey, we make hours of professional development for you available, both YouTube and downloadable audio on your phone. That's what we say. And they get that. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. And so then I say, so you've seen, hey, who uses Apple? And it's almost everybody. And they, I say, so there's a podcast app right on the front. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They say, click that and search for, and we, you know, name our podcast. Yeah. And we seem to, I seem to get a lot of people to do it that way. Could you, could you simplify that on the back of a card, Dave? I think you could, couldn't you? I would do something like new to podcasting question mark, and then go to, you know, um, Spencer Thomas, whatever, you know, school podcasting.com slash whatever. Or in my case, I have learned to subscribe.com. Yeah. When you go there, it's like, Hey, new to podcasting. Let me show you what to do that. Here's how you turn on this and that. And just, I mean, to make a little tutorial on how to subscribe to the, or send them to learn to subscribe.com. Uh, some way to to get them in there because that's the that's the fun part. If they're there in front of you, hand them a business card and go, do you have a smartphone? And then when they say, yeah, um, just grab it and subscribe to your show. <laughs> just, just hijack their phone. Yeah. Emily, how are you? We can't hear, we can't you, hear you. No. No. Try, no, try switching the, the, the setting the on the, the, it's probably on something else. See if we can, yeah, now you pop, yeah, we'll keep trying. We'll wow. get there. Oh, there, there we go. Computer. There we go. Yeah, I might have to use the computer microphone. That's fine. That's yeah. right. But no, I, I put in the chat room, the link to kunaki.com and yes. they mentioned it on, um, she podcasts. They're awesome. It's a dollar to make a CD. I put a whole series of my show on CD so I could give to my mom because, you know, God forbid she listened to a podcast. <laughs> That's you a great know. idea though, right? I mean, when you, yeah, when you think free. about I mean, four, yeah. You can make the artwork, you can make the inside artwork. Let's see. And for a dollar each, I mean, she's That's still- your cost is the dollar? Yeah. I don't. I used to have some. I don't have mine anymore. I have a ton of CDs here. None of them are mine. Now, Emily, how many episodes do, could you squeeze on the CD? I got um, entire March series, which was nine episodes um, yeah. on there. And I'm not sure how much uh, could hold more than this. So I don't know if I could tell from the back. Because you know how when you used to burn CDs, you could see how much space it took up? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you talk? So talk, you go to their website. What, what do you do? How do you do this? What's the, what's the process to get this thing done? Uh, you basically set it up, you upload your MP3s and um, I basically used their specs for artwork to go into Canva and make, you know, the front cover, the back cover with all the listings of what I was using, what was on the side. And then just make the inside and also uh, the CD itself, you can put the track listing on it. And I even put a little, you know, available on iTunes and available on uh, Stitcher and Google Play Music right before they changed to uh, Apple iTunes. 
Of course. So. <laughs> Those Apple people. What's the name of the site again? Kunaki. K-U-N-A-K-I dot com. Yeah, I did oh, this. That in stereo. That was cool. Almost. Yeah, I did yeah. this uh, back in the day. I had one for Musicians Cooler, and it had my, my logo on it, and then uh, the front of it just said, free music marketing tips. And what I would do, I took like the best of. The CD itself was probably only maybe five minutes. It was just, a, it was like, hey, welcome to the Musicians Cooler. Our website is musicianscooler.com. We're available on iTunes, and this is what you get. And then it was like, bam, here's a quick tip, and then, you know, so there's like two tracks on it. But it was basically just a, like a big trailer for that. And then on the back in giant letters was my, my website address and then iTunes and that whole nine yards. Uh, but if your goal like Emily's here is I need to get this to people who don't understand how to subscribe to a podcast. And you could put a ton on there. So, well, And Emily, your work, I think, plays to that format really well because you have these series. And it's, it, the, the inter, it's not nerdy, geekery topics, right? It's, it's, it's just yeah. history stuff, which is really cool. And so I think that plays well. Craig in the chat room said, you know, you could also use thumb drives or flash drives, right? Where you could, yeah. you could get those branded with your site on them. They're pretty cheap. You could, you know, you could get whatever, a gig. That's probably super cheap right now. Uh, um, Daniel says that CDs are 80 minutes. So you can get 80 minutes of music on a, or, or in your case of podcasting, but that's really cool. That's a great idea. I think for, for those that aren't gonna, they're not going to subscribe, right? You want to give them a series, you give them some series information, put it on a CD and uh, have you, so have you given it to them? Is this, this was your mom? This was my mom and I gave her a few extras to hand out to people who are her age. You know, they're not. They know how to use a CD. I probably couldn't give her a thumb drive. She wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> she well, yeah. asked if she could get my podcast through her voicemail. So she doesn't get it, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, that's a that's an idea for a service where when it comes out, you have a robo caller and it calls people and leaves your podcast on their voicemail. Here it oh. is. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were at uh, uh, Podcast Movement last year, podcastbyphone.com. No, you your own phone number for listeners to call to hear your podcast. We do this at Gallup. I'm I, we they one of the requirements was I had to make it available by phone, and so we tie in. I have a conference line that has a phone number and a in a conference ID, and if people are on the road or whatever, they can't get to it. Technology they can dial in and listen live on the phone. So okay. it takes a little work, but we have that available as well. So you got it. You got and. I'm surprised we get one or two listeners every week who dial in and listen to it on their phone. How old school. But, hey, if, if you want listeners, right, you got to do all these different things to get them there. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. These were, I ordered five of them. And they also send you um, a sample so that you can listen to it before you order uh, the actual package of them. They'll come in, you know, a box. They'll come in a box like this. But nice. they'll send you a sample CD so you can see everything and approve it before you actually order in bulk, That's which awesome. is great. It's and weird it, that if you order more than five, they jack up the price. You would think they would bring it down for more orders. but yeah. It's always a head scratcher. And if I remember right, they're shrink-wrapped, right? Yeah. Yeah, they actually yeah. – uh, the ones that I didn't use, you know, they're, they actually have the plastic on yeah. them. It looks like a legit CD. My mom is probably looking – in music stores for this CD. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, pricing wise, they're probably that's a loss leader, right? To get you in, and then if yeah. you're going to do, cause they're probably losing a little bit of money or breaking even, and then to make some, it's like, well, okay, if we're going to mass produce these, because there is someone I bet physically doing this. This isn't a machine making these things. It's someone at their desk creating these. And so if you're going to create, I can create five and that's relatively easy to do. But if you wanted 500, that's going to be a whole process. Right? Well, I was actually surprised that the artwork and the stickers, I mean, it's, it's lasered on there. It's not like somebody used a, an inkjet printer and then, you know, glued it on. It's yeah. pretty legit looking. The big thing you're saving, and a lot of people don't realize this, because I have, this was from 2002. I bought a, and they still make them. You can buy a printer that you basically, it comes with a special little rack. You put the CD in and it goes through a printer. Um, and so here is, you know, it's it's my stuff printed on the actual um, thing. And then I had a really nice, I used that same printer to print my, my you know, you make your little jacket and the whole nine yards. And there's a picture of David Five with a guitar. Um <laughs> You know, so this whole thing, Dave with black hair. Uh, but the, the fun part is that you don't realize this, putting this crap together because you print it through and then you break it out and then you have to fold it and put it in and then you, you print the other one for the back jacket and that whole nine yards and mine's an upside down. Um, that is a lot of time. So really for me, the, the big advantage of these things are the fact that you're not, you know, and then I actually had a shrink wrap machine i had this whole you know dream of selling tons of these the cd and that's a whole nother podcast got got, dave you got a big box of them in the back yeah. oh I, I have all this stuff in the tub downstairs you yeah you haven't sold any of those and yeah. like would your mom listen to a youtube playlist if you had put those in a youtube playlist and then shared it with her would she have done that you know what i would have to burn that to dvd for her she doesn't go online she okay. does just just she can't she can't right. get into her computer she knows the power button and then she asks how do I download my email? And I'm like, I just, I can't anymore. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's awesome that you're making the effort to, to you know, to kind of, uh, what do they call that? To uh, be backwards compatible. Yeah. For, <laughs> for her. her baby. So she wants, you know, she, she probably puts this on the fridge, like glues it up there. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's, I, I loved your statement about, you know, she's probably looking for it in a music store. She's at Target going through, let's see, uh, you know, S, 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 sticks, stones. <laughs> it's not here. Do you have my daughter's podcast, the story behind? Oh, you have Michael Buble? Never mind. No, my, no. It might be under the. Let's look under the. That's it. Uh, how is classy little baby? He's good. Um, man, he's fussing. I'm not going to bring him out. <laughs> oh, do you want to bring him out? Is he? We'll do a quick cameo, and then I'll let Excellent. you guys go. Do a reveal. That's right. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh, yes. oh, hi. Holding him up like a lion king. Look at his hairline. He's a little old man. I love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, that is great. There's such a, a there's such a bundle of poop at this point. They just poop and eat and yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. <laughs> hey, congratulations on that. By the way. He will not kill my podcast. Yeah. You, you know, you've done a great job and I think have maybe set the standard for the ability to have a lengthy, um, you know, a lengthy exit, so to speak, or a hiatus and, and still be able to produce every week. Your stuff is showing up in the, 
stream yeah. it sounds just as good during the break as it did. In fact, you could have probably left off your disclaimer with the exception of maybe the social media disclaimer, but you could have I know. You I, probably I could have about- left that off altogether. And I don't think anybody would have noticed you did such a nice job with it. Thank you. Yeah. No. I took that break. I didn't work on any future episodes. So I'm very rusty again. <laughs> so I yeah. to- are you, are you back at it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on stuff for, uh, for next week, hopefully. <laughs> cool. It's uh, so how did it feel to take the break? Was it weird at first not do, or is it kind of a welcomed, like, ah, I'm so glad I don't have to do this or how did it feel? It was weird um, just because it became so much a part of my routine. Like you think about listening to podcasts as becoming part of a routine, but also making a podcast. And it's easier for you to stay, you know, weekly or biweekly, however often you want to do it. Um, but coming back into it, you know, now I have something else that I have to factor in as far as finding time to do this. And, you know, I can't necessarily type with two hands while I'm feeding him. I have to, you know, <laughs> so I'm typing episodes on my phone and it's not working that well. Have, have you tried voice to text applications? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I see all the ums I actually do use when I'm talking. You're like, oh man, I'm a terrible speaker. <laughs> when am, you see I it am. written, I have something written in front of me. I'm bad. You're like, how do people even understand me when I talk? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll let you go. So that well, hey, we're glad you're back. Congratulations, yeah. and we're glad you're back. Yeah. See, Emily. And then we were talking earlier about live. There's nothing better when you go to to turn down the applause, and instead you turn down your guest. Oh, that's and I'm like going, why am I still? I'm like, oh, it's because you have the wrong slide. We heard her okay. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't turn down here. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of live, right? That's the hard. The well, hard here's, doing. here's a question: uh, Do you think the average person has a CD player anymore? I think old people do. Yeah, because I know. I for me, I don't. I, I mean, you know, I used to have the CD player right above the cassette deck with the album, you know, player on top. I don't have any CD player. I would have to, now I have a CD. I'm old. I have a CD player in my, my computer and I would continue to do that. I watch a lot of DVDs on my computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if I, I didn't, I, still, you know, I'll rip yeah. a movie uh, to, to get the digital copy of it. How it's do you do a, that? Uh, oh, there's a, well, yeah, that's another, there's a program called DVD fab that will allow you to kind of rip that off and, then we use Handbrake to convert it to MP4 so that I can watch it wherever I want. You know, I put it on my Plex server and then it's available. I pay a Plex subscription of five bucks a month and I can watch it from anywhere as long as I have streaming ability through the Plex app. So it's pretty cool. Because before Netflix did the thing where you could download stuff, I was always wanting to rip off, well, not rip off, but rip a, a movie, throw it on my iPad so I could take yeah. it with me. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, that's the way we, that's the way I do it is that, you know, uh, we buy the movie first. Let me be very, very clear. This is, we're purchasing these and then I'm ripping an MP4 copy and using, there's a lots of different ways to get it done, but um, it is, uh, I still have them as well. We still have a CD player in our kitchen. That's an old under the kitchen mounted, never use it, but it would be available there. I think, I think I still have a VCR Dave uh, somewhere around here. Here's the thing. I could record, uh, you know, off of. Because I have a bunch of VCR, VHS tapes that I need to convert to digital. And if you go to buy a new VCR, they're really expensive because nobody makes them anymore. Um, 
And so I actually went to like the local Salvation Army slash secondhand clothes store and got one for five bucks. No, right on. No guarantee it's going to work. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to grab like a really old crappy movie and put that one in there first. So if it's going to eat something, you know, don't eat the grandparents 25th anniversary. (laughs) My old TV and VCR are still sitting on, I built this rack and they're still sitting. I haven't turned them on in maybe three years. But we could uh, we could indeed turn the turn that on. Hey, Ronald was asking some questions, Dave, about Patreon goals, and uh, he said, "Any ideas for goals? Have you guys had uh, a bad, any good or bad luck? Is it worth it?" I think we talked a little bit about Patreon last week, didn't we? Yeah, the one I want to check. Um, are you familiar with William? I think the guy's name is William DeFranco. Mm-mm. He's a big YouTuber, and he he just kind of went. I don't know who he was with. This is kind of like walking into the middle of a movie, but he was with somebody. I don't know who he's gone solo, um, has his own company now. And that's the whole thing. He took a week off to build these studios. And from what I understand, he announced he was going solo and got 14,000 patrons instantly because YouTubers are realizing that putting all your money in YouTube is you don't have a whole lot of control over that. And I have yet, from what I hear, there people are doing some things now. And in fact, you'll hear uh, Jonathan Oaks from uh, Trivial Warfare on the School of Podcasting this week. What he does is he has a thing, like let's say you do the $20 a month, once a quarter, he will auction off something of value, like hundreds of dollars of value. But it's only once a quarter. And it's only to the people that do the $20 a month or whatever it was. It was a higher tier thing. And I was like, that's a pretty cool idea. And he said, yeah, when you do the math on that, for three months, these people have been giving me, you know, $20 a month. Okay, times that by three. Now I'm going to give away this much. He goes, I'm still, you know, uh, making a, a profit in that case. Um, so that is something I, I saw from what I saw a little bit, I'm kind of watching the, the, the William DeFranco story now, kind of trying to jump into the middle of it. And it sounds like that's what he's doing is he's doing giveaways for certain levels. Uh, but the, the thing you want to uh, be worried about or not worried, but, but be attention of some people will do the thing. Like if you, if we reach this amount, we will do X amount of shows a week. Well, you got to look at how much time do you have? to create those shows because people are giving you money. They're supporting you. They're a patron because you're delivering value. And now if you say, we'll do, we'll go from one show a week to three shows a week. Do you have enough time with life and family and, and everything else to do two additional shows that have value? Cause that's where you got to sit back and go, okay, well we do one show and it took us you know 10 hours to do that one show. Okay. Do you have 20 more hours a week? to do two more shows. Uh, the other thing I've seen people get in, not trouble with, but you just kind of go, Oh, I didn't think about that is when you go, if you sign up, you know, I'll give you a sticker to use Jim's thing. I swear I'm going to do the sticker thing. It worked. It worked. It worked. Now, did you have anybody that wanted a sticker in like New Zealand? I did. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah that's U- U.S. only. Well, you, I could have mailed it to New Zealand. It would have been four times the price, but it was one or two. So right. you can do it. And a sticker is pretty easy to put in the mail. Yeah. You know, it's so, not like you're shipping a Drobo <laughs> or, uh, you know, that's where it gets hard, right? When you have hardware that you're, you're trying to ship stickers are pretty easy, but yeah, no, that worked out for those, the, the, you know, that sticker concept or whatever, uh, worked out pretty well. I just, this week, uh, asked my audience during home gadget geeks on Thursday night, 
hey, patrons, you know, for those of you who are paying and for those of you who aren't, if I if I provided the pre and post show as part like you do as part of being on Patreon, would you watch it? And so we'll find it. It's there now. I put it out there for my for my patrons, all 16 of them or whatever it is. And so we'll see. Um, I think, you know, again, for some audiences, it works and for others, it won't. I think you just have to test it to see what your audience will do. Try something, tweak it, go from there. You can't, you won't know. It doesn't work the same for everybody. What's successful for some, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Your patron take is twice mine and I have twice the audience of this. So does that make any sense? Well, no, but in some ways, these listeners for Ask the Podcast Coach understand the value of contributing to a show where someone is doing it for free, right? The tech listeners on my show, maybe not so much. So you have to kind of feel out your audience and say, hey, will they support that? And by the way, don't quit too quickly either. Like try it and leave it out there for a little bit. You never know. It sometimes takes a while for your back for people to catch up to your back catalog. And so leave it out there for more than a couple days. Yeah, if you go to uh, patreon.com slash DeFranco, DeFranco is D-E-F-R-A-N-C-O, and he's got things like for $30 or more a month, one exclusive signed and numbered DeFranco Elite poster will be given away every three months. Um, so he's got a bunch of things. He's got uh, kind of like we do, patron-only content, live Q&As. But uh, his whole thing is he's kind of turning into – from what I saw, and again, this is a very limited view of what he does. He uh, wants to be kind of like a no agenda. He's tired of hearing news that's really biased. And even though they say, you know, some say they're not biased. Well, they, everybody has. So he's trying to give, he's A, trying to find out what is really news. And then trying to actually get to the bottom of the, the story. Good, and, good luck with that. Yeah, I was yes. like, hope. Holy cow. That's a den of vipers. Well, and speaking of Patreon supporters, if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support, uh, we want to thank people that are awesome like uh, Josh Rivers from creativestudio.academy, Glenn Hebert from horseradionetwork.com, and a whole host of other folks. If you go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, you can become an awesome supporter as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, with patron, the other thing is you have to tell people about it. I was amazed. I, I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where I just said in the school of podcasting, well, you should join my Patreon account. And I'd like three people sign up three or four mm-hmm. um, because they didn't know I had one because I don't really mention it. It's one of those things I just kind of play with. I mention it here because that's kind of one of the things I'm doing is like, what happens if you do mention it? This is, um, you know, the school. We mentioned it right up front. I mean, on Home Gadget Geeks, we do it right up front. And it's just yeah. kind of like, if you want to support, jump in. We don't belabor it. And we don't, I don't do a gadgetry. You know, hey, I have a one and a $5 plan, whatever you're, whatever you're interested in, you know, whatever floats your boat. What's interesting is I've had some people upgrade from one to $3. Like one's not enough. It's almost insulting. Right. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, no, no. We're not going to give you one. We're going to give you three. So, and, and yeah, they can five's too much apparently. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, but you know, it's hey, you got to you got to kind of work it in. And hey, I don't listen. I don't complain about anything right. along those lines. I'm, I am happy for to have them participate in that, and and you know, we turn those dollars back into improvements for the network. And so it's just um, it's just super helpful to have them. So I don't I, whatever, uh, but it's not expensive to support us. Yeah, I heard uh, Jessica Kufferman say that she thought a good way of explaining Patreon was somebody said, if, if today's show has given you a dollar worth of value, uh, would you consider signing up for a dollar a month 
you know, she goes, that was yeah. a way of, of kind of doing it. Cause usually hopefully an episode gave you a dollar. There's not much you can buy for a buck these days. I don't know if you can buy gum for a dollar anymore, but uh, you know, that was just way of, of putting it. I know I've, I've used the whole thing of a movie. And if you go out and watch a movie, you're going to sniff away, uh, you know, 30, oh. 40 bucks easy if you get popcorn and if you oh got my kids gosh and, yeah, the, the, yeah the popcorn and the soda is twelve fifty. yeah it's um i want an icy not a gold plated icy <laughs> Jeez, please. it's ridiculous i just i've had to so that i can even live with myself i've had to like divorce all financial responsibilities when i go to the movie theater i just yeah. know i'm going to take a second mortgage to see guardians of the galaxy volume two that's the that's the movie I'm actually thinking about seeing this weekend because it's really good. You should go see it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, here's one. I, I I think sometimes people are overthinking things, maybe, and I get that. I mean, there are two extremes. You have some people that don't do any thinking and they just jump in, and that's impressive. It's courageous, but sometimes you go, mm, maybe you should have slowed down a little bit. And then you have the direct opposite, and so uh, Brock says my workload has increased, and I'm feeling time crunched. Well, that, yep. Welcome aboard. Uh, since my other work pays me and my podcast still costs me a little bit, I decided to release a new episode every two weeks rather than every week. Completely normal. Nothing wrong with that. Do you folks think I need to warn the audience, warn them, warning, um, or just go ahead and just do it? Is the release schedule a big deal or to anyone other than me? Since I'm currently planning to simply post a quick note about it on social and mention it on my newsletter. And this is one where I'm like, to me, my answer is everything. Ask your audience, you know, when in doubt, communicate with your audience because that's the the bottom of the road. I would just say, hey, you know, and I don't know anybody. Like, I mean, let's go this route. We were talking with Emily earlier. You know, she said, hey, I'm having a baby. And if you're listening to this, I've had the baby. I don't know anybody that would email her and go, hey, you know what? I'm glad that you're doing the we got the fire thing. But, you know, priorities, come on. Where is-? No, she had a baby. You know, so I think if somebody said, hey, you know, my job's really just kicking my butt and I love this podcast, but I'm going to go back to a two week notice. They're not going to not pay you anymore. I don't know. Jim, any thoughts on this? Yeah, no, you know, same, same kind of thing. Uh, I think you should let them know. Just, yeah. hey, I'm taking a couple weeks off or taking six months off or whatever you're doing. Um but I think, yeah, I think it's a good idea to let your audience know where you're going and what you're doing. And and I, I do think, you know, the the magic to what Emily did is she prepared. And she prepared us before she went. She prepared us as she was. And mm. she, now, I haven't heard anything since she's been back. So I don't know what she said yet. But um, it was really done well. I mean, she, that should probably be the model for people, how people take a hiatus or take a break if you're going to do that. But just set the expectations. You know, if you've got a podcast that follows a TV show and you've got or a sports team and you've got some off-season time, just let the audience know that you're going to, hey, they're going to have some off-season stuff. At Gallup, when we get a, uh, when we get a little bit of a break, I, it's a, it's, I always say it's a good time for them to catch up. You have no idea how many of your listeners are actually behind. Yeah, uh, I hear from them all the time. Uh, I, I get these notes. I'm like, we're on 310. We just recorded 310. And I'll get people notes from people who are on 298. And they'll be like, hey, I'm still trying to catch up, you know, and I want to do this chronologically, which is crazy because we're a, we're a current show, right? We talk about current news and tech news and stuff like that, but they're still finding value in those back episodes. So I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's bad. Just let them know. Yeah, I uh, I always go back 
to the the cable guy. You know, b- back when you used to have the thing, they go, oh, yeah, we'll come install your cable. It'll be sometime between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. And you're like, what? So you have to sit there all day from 9, and then they show up at 3.30. And I always said, if the cable guy gave you bad news, but it was accurate, so if they say, look, we're going to install your cable tomorrow, we're probably not going to be there till 3.30. Yeah, you wanted the mayor at 9, but because they told you the accurate bad news, now you can do something between 9 and 3 o'clock and you don't have to sit around doing nothing wishing the cable guy was here. So to me, anytime you leave a, a gap in knowledge, most people's minds go negative. So if you are if you take your car in and they're like, yeah, we'll call you when it's ready. And then they don't call. And they don't call. And you're like, oh, man, maybe I need a new transmission and I need this. You just start thinking it, it couldn't be good because it's taking this long. You usually go negative. So I actually might be doing this. The, the Logical Weight Loss Podcast is a show I'm just – struggling finding content. I'm going to add a Facebook group and a couple other things, but I might just tell them, Hey, during the summer, this is when I lose my weight. This is when I'm not doing things active. And unless you want me to record this while I'm riding my bike, uh, you know, I'm going to, it's going to go every other week just so that they know, because otherwise they just, you know, it's, it's, they don't know what's going on. So is, keep is that a solo show for you. It is a solo show. You ever thought about opening that up to the community and doing a series on people, other people hear other people's stories. Yeah, and that's the hardest part of that is, and that's why I want to do a Facebook group because I get probably two a week from Jimmy the trainer who has the answer. He's oh, got yeah, a book, yeah. and you know, no, but, you don't want those. I'm, I'm talking about people who've done, who are in the process of doing it, aren't selling it, right? That have had yeah. success in their that's, own life. Like I want to have Gary uh, Leland on the show. I didn't realize Gary was. I mean, I knew he was a big guy, but he lost like over a hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that's I, a great, so that's wanna, a great story. Yeah, so I want to have Gary on, uh, things like that. And that's where I think I can get those kind of stories from the Facebook group. But, yeah, I mean, it's the minute I change my contact information on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I now have my school of podcasting uh, email on there so I don't have to check two accounts, like at least two a week. You know, Coach All Bob right. can help you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's using this, and it's like, okay. You know, and my favorite is they all say, your show is awesome. Yeah. And I always want to email and go, why do you think that is? You know, what's, what's your favorite part? So, you know, you get, could I just get one quote from you? That would be a great, like, what was your favorite thing I said? You know, they're not listening. That's why I always, they do that to the school of podcasting. And I just email back and go, what's the name of my cat? And if they can answer that, then I know they're an actual listener. So, no, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. We all get those. But, uh, hey, this week on the school of podcasting, I I mentioned earlier, Jonathan Oaks is going to be on. This is a guy that is, you know, making a decent Patreon uh, account, has a huge following and has had a lot. His whole thing is like a giant because of my podcast story. Uh, but he's a big trivia nerd. He's just, he loves trivia and uh, kind of how he just followed his passion. And this led to that. And he's running it kind of like a business. And uh, so that's coming up on uh, the School of Podcasting Gym. Anything fun coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, three huge weeks. So next week, Erin Lawrence is coming back. She's a Canadian blogger, podcaster, tech extraordinaire. It's great. She's been on before. Veronica Belmont is coming on. Talk about bots. That's a big deal, and we're excited about that. And then Mark Prokop, I just, he just sent me an email. He'll be on June 1st. So Emily's husband, Mark, is going to come on and talk about some tech stuff. He's kind of a he's kind of a tech guy. So three great weeks ahead on Home Gadget Geeks. Nice. What, when you, who's the woman about bots? Uh, Veronica Belmont. That name rings a bell. I don't yeah, know. she's she's a Silicon Valley. She was one of the early podcasting webcast. Okay, you know, she's been out doing a lot of this media stuff. She had a she had some tech shows on some of the big networks and stuff. So 
yeah, it's a big name, and I'm excited to have her on because she's super smart. So we're excited to have her. Nice. All right. Well, again, we're here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, thanks to the chat room. If you're hanging around, we will do a little post-show here. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about – he had a question pulled up. Um, what's the difference between a feed hit and a download? And I have a couple other questions uh, set to go. So hang around in the chat room. And uh, for everyone else, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Yeah.